Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. So if you would, today we're going to deal with the power of vision. The power of vision. You just graduated from, listen, all you preschoolers, you need vision now. <laughs> all of you, those who graduate from the eighth grade going into high school, you need vision now. And certainly those of you who finished high school, you need vision now for what's next. And those of you who finished in higher learning, associate, a bachelor, a master's, and so on, uh, it's wonderful that you have uh, in academia have come to such heights. And that's all good. But all of that will mean nothing if you don't have vision. And so today I want to talk briefly about the power of vision. Say that with me. The power of vision. If they would go ahead in the video department, and I thank them so much, uh, even when, you know, I, I kind of bounce them around and deviate off of what we had normally, the, the information I sent to them, they're always ready, ready to go. Amen? So here we go. Ready? Let's read. Vision is actually spiritual understanding. Come on now, you don't, like, don't play me like that. You didn't know that, you, but you know it now. Vision is what? Is actually spiritual understanding. Vision is what? It's actually spiritual understanding. Nugget number two, please. Vision will wake up your enemies. Vision will wake up opposition. Whenever you get a vision, man, I mean all the hell will come to attention. Vision will what? Will wake up opposition. So whenever you got a vision from God and you step out to perform it, don't be perplexed. Don't be disturbed. Don't be shocked that there will be enemies against the vision. Nugget number three, please. Vision is more important than having eyesight. Vision is more important. I like to put it this way. Vision is more powerful. Vision is more important than having eyesight. Let's say it together. Vision is more important than having eyesight. Nugget number four, please. Vision, come on, say it with me. Vision is the seed to your success. Vision is the seed to your success. Nugget number five. Keep your vision behind you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just making sure you're awake. Keep your vision where? Keep it in front of you. Don't let it get on side of you. Don't let it get behind you. Keep your vision in front of you. Last nugget, vision uh, nugget number six, I think it is. Vision has enemies. Say it again. Come on, you at home, you around the world. Say it real loud so that I can hear you in Africa. What is it? Vision has enemies. That's why there are some people, really too many people, who have a vision but don't fulfill it because of enemies. What you endeavor to do, God told you to do it, but you let your enemy shut you down. As a matter of fact, 
the manifestation of your enemies many times is a sign that you truly have heard from God. Now let's go to, to Proverbs chapter 29. Proverbs chapter 29. Page 580. Proverbs chapter 29. And let's look together at verse number 18. Proverbs 29, verse 18. Look on your screen. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Your translation may say, where there is no revelation. Revelation is just vision that comes from God. Revelation is just vision that comes from God. But where there is no vision, what happens? The people cast off restraint. Where there is no vision, the people will perish. So people without a vision, they don't know where they're going. They have no destination. I think it's important for me to inject this. When a lady is considering marrying a man, she needs to know what vision does he have for the marriage? Where does he see himself going? Where are we going together? Vision is so important because when you marry somebody, you don't just marry them, you marry vision or you marry the lack of vision. And the Bible says, for without vision, the people perish. Come on, talk to me, somebody. So vision is actually spiritual understanding. It is the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer to give him or them understanding of the word of God. Vision. Is this good? Yes. Tell three people, vision, vision. will wake up, wake up. Opposition. opposition. Tell somebody else, vision, or tell yourself, vision, vision. will wake up, wake up, opposition. Come on, say it again. Vision, vision. will wake up, opposition. So whenever a person get a vision from God and embrace the vision and commit to fulfilling the vision, immediately, say immediately, immediately you'll come under attack. Because if God asks you to do anything, let me put it this way, anything that God asks you to do, the devil will hate it. And anybody with the devil in them, they'll hate it. And they'll tell you that it can't be done. But we know that if God said it, come on, talk to me. It can, it can be done. Amen? Let's go to Nehemiah chapter 4. Nehemiah chapter 4. Nehemiah chapter 4. Real quick, and look at verse number 1. Nehemiah chapter 4. Verse number one, because I stated and we stated that vision, uh, that vision will wake up opposition. So we know the story about Nehemiah, how God moved on his heart. He found favor uh, um, uh, with, with the Gentiles. He found that matter of fact, they were in captivity. But Nehemiah found favor concerning his people because they were in a city and the walls had been turned, had been had been torn down. And, and without walls around your life, uh, you're, you're not protected. 
uh, just like we today, if we don't have boundaries set in our lives, then we're not protected. We, we're allowed to drift off anywhere. Do Just like with raising your children. If you, if you raise your children and you don't create boundaries around them, I, I mean, they'll just run like a wild horse. But, but you have to set boundaries. And so Nehemiah knew that the people of God were, were vulnerable to their enemies because the wall of protection had been torn down. And so God placed the, the revelation, the vision, the desire, uh, uh, the, the thought, the, the, the passion uh, to, to build the wall for the children of Israel. And, and he got permission to go. Now look at this in verse number one. But it so happened when Sanballat, the enemy, heard that we were rebuilding the wall, that he was what? He was, he was mad. He was upset. He was angry. He was furious and very indignant and mocked and, in other words, made fun of the Jews. So, in other words, when you got a vision from God and you step out to do it, uh, people will come around you. The enemy will see that people will come around you and try to laugh you to scorn. To try to make fun of what God said for you to do, to, to, to cause you to back up, to, to cause you to cower down. So, so they were laughing and making fun of the vision that God had given Nehemiah. But what I love about Nehemiah, he was so committed to what God had called him to do that even people laughing at him didn't stop him from doing what God had told him to do. And for those of you who have been backed up because you've been criticized or ridiculed over what God told you to do, today I want you to become re-energized. I want you to become rededicated and committed to what God has told you. Let them laugh just like they laughed at Nehemiah. But Nehemiah was committed to the vision. And because he was committed to the vision, even though people around him were laughing about that it was impossible, that it couldn't happen. But we read the end of the story and Nehemiah and them, amen, the Bible said that they were ready to build. They were, they were ready to work, glory to God. And supernaturally, God not only used, used Nehemiah, but he used all of the children of Israel. And they built that wall in supernatural time. And I declare today that if you'll rededicate yourself to the vision that God gave, you, I'm telling you, supernaturally, that thing will come to fruition, supernaturally, by the power of Almighty God. You need to give him praise for that word today. Yes. And so they're laughing, yes. just like people have laughed and ridiculed and yes. said negative things behind my back about Project Destiny, yes. that it won't come to pass, and yeah, they built this and they've done that, but they won't be able to complete it. And, and look at that over there that's been standing there, and that's not completed. They're really mocking me, but it doesn't make any difference. What I'm doing, I know, is what God told me to do. Glory. And though it has tarried, it shall still come to pass. As a matter of fact, I was in that area of the ministry the other day, just outside looking at it, just hovering over it, speaking to it, meditating over it, and, and just telling it what it's going to be. And nothing's going to stop it because God said it. It will surely come to pass. And even as I am ministering right now today, God is touching men and women's hearts all around the world to sow into this ministry so that the thing that God commanded me to do that would help our children, that would help our seniors, it will be built, glory to God, and it will minister to this community. It will minister to the world in a way like we've never have ministered before because if God said it, it shall surely come to pass. 
And if God has said something to you, it will surely come to pass. Remember now, having a vision is more important than having eyesight. Remember now, having a vision is more powerful than having eyesight. And I say that thinking about uh, uh, Stevie Wonder. Uh, you know, we have the same name. His name is Stevie, and my name is Stevie, and he's a wonder, and so am I. So when you say Stevie Wonder, I don't know if you're referring to me or the guy who writes the songs and stuff. But, but, but for the sake of understanding, we're talking about Stevie Wonder who got his start in Motown. Uh, as far as we all know, Stevie Wonder has been blind all his life. He, 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 he's never been able to see. Uh, he, he's, he has never had eyesight. But isn't it amazing the impact that he's made all around the world? Isn't it amazing the things that Stevie Wonder have built? The people that he have employed? Uh, we, we all sing his songs. People sing his songs all around the world. Uh, he's known in many circles as being one of the most uh, uh, prolific profound uh, musicians that, that our generation has ever seen. They sing his music all around the world. As a matter of fact, he's a multi-millionaire. He's a multi-millionaire and he can't see. He's built an empire but he can't see. He's loaded with finances but he can't see. He has his own studio but he can't see. Are you listening to me? He has a beautiful home and people driving him around in his car, but he can't see. The reason he is so successful is because eyesight won't stop you from going forward. So now you can see, yes, thank God for eyesight, but vision is more powerful than eyesight because there are people who have been able to see all their lives and can't stack two nickels together. And yet here's a man who has never seen and uh, he's a multimillionaire. So imagine what you could do with both of them. You got eyesight and now I'm charging you to get a vision from God. What a powerful combination. Eyesight and vision. But the most powerful out of the two is what? Is vision. I said is vision. So you must agree vision is one of the most important components of a person's life. Vision. Vision is one of the most important components of a person's life. Vision. Vision is what will inspire you to get up out of bed when you don't feel like getting up out of bed. Vision is the, is the fuel that'll make you keep fighting when it looks like in the natural that it's all for naught. Vision. Vision is what keeps you going forward when everybody around you is denying and doubting and saying all manner of evil against you, but you keep going forward as though they're not saying anything. Here, here you go. Vision is like a spiritual uh, earplug. That no matter what people are saying, you can't really hear it because the vision is like spiritual earplugs. 
You, the only thing you can hear and the only thing that you've heard is what God told you. And, and God spoke to you through revelation. He spoke to you from spirit to spirit. He spoke to you from spirit to spirit. That vision was birthed in your spirit. And if God gave you a vision, he always adds to it provision. God never gives a vision without provision. When God gives you a vision, that also means that he's raising up people who have the provision for the vision. Ooh-wee. This ministry is proof. This didn't happen because of me, by myself. God gave me the vision, but he gave the people the provision. Hallelujah to Jesus. Is this, is this helping anybody today? So if you don't get anything else, I want you to understand that vision is more important. Vision is more powerful than having eyesight. Because there are people who have eyesight and they're going in a circle. There are people who have eyesight and they're just, they're just wandering in the wilderness. But a person with vision starts every day with purpose and destiny. Glory to God. Because they know where they're going. They know what they're doing because they have a vision, a plan from Almighty God. This, this, is, this is powerful. Vision is the seed to your success. Vision gives you the power to see beyond where your eyes can see. Vision gives you the power or the ability to see beyond what your physical eyes can see. As a matter of fact, vision overcomes impossibilities. Vision is what gives you the ability to overcome, to oversee impossibilities. People look at something and say, that, that's impossible. But vision will tell you that it is possible. Are, are you listening to me? Vision also attracts enemies. I know I'm moving a little fast, but our time. Vision attracts enemies. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Real quick, Deuteronomy chapter 28, or the chapter 28 of the last book of the law. Deuteronomy chapter 28, and let's look together at verse number 7, because vision attracts enemies. Look, look at this. The Lord will cause your enemies. The Lord will what? The Lord will cause your enemies. Let me help somebody. There is no way in the world you are ever going to do something for God and not have enemies. If you're looking for an enemy, enemy-less day, it won't happen. As long as you got vision, you're going to have enemies. And let me help you now, because sometimes you're looking for enemies. You're looking for, or for enemies out there. And sometimes your enemies is in here. Oh, God, let me say it again. Sometimes you're looking for enemies out there. And sometimes your enemies will be in here. As a matter of fact, my mind goes to Jesus, who had an enemy so close to him uh, that he was able to kiss him. And sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. And what I love about Jesus is that he never put Judas out. You see, as long as you stay in the love wall, 
I don't care what people say about you bad. They lie on you, malign you, say all kind of manner evil against you. If you'll just stay in the love walk, just let them keep talking. And they will do to themselves exactly what Judas done to himself. Notice Jesus never put Judas out of the group. Come on now. Now, look, wait a minute. Judas denied him, yes, but so did Peter. But Judas hung himself, and Peter repented and got right back in line with God. And so if you put your mouth and said some negative things or done some things to a man or a woman of God or just spoke about people of God in a bad way, then I would ask you to take on the mindset of Peter and repent. Say, God, I'm sorry. Because part of the reason you didn't understand what they were doing is because God gave them the vision and not you. So you're not to understand the totality of what, what we're doing is because God spoke to Moses. He didn't speak to the people. Moses came down and told the people what God said. Now, you know, I have no authority to say what you need to do in your house, but God has given me authority in this house. That's why I'm saying as long as we're in this house, we're going to put on a mask. We're going to practice social distancing until things are just safer than what they are. And I know you're good. And I know, you, you know, I got, I've been, I, I got all the shots. My family's got the, I mean, we're all covered. But we do have members in our church, seniors and, and our children. We just want to make sure that uh, they're safe. And so some things we do, not just for us, but we do it for the people that we love. Yes. Amen? Yes. And so I've made that, that position of taking that position for this house. And that's what we're going to do. Praise God. Amen? And so those who are hooked up with the house, those who are hooked up the vision, we're not struggling with that. We're going to keep each, we're going to keep all of ourselves safe. I want to make sure that everybody's safe. We're gathering together in a safe environment until things get better than what they are. Amen. We'll, 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 we'll do what, what I feel we need to do. Amen. Let me get back on track here. Uh, I got off a little bit doing a little pastoral work there. But verse number seven, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. Ooh, isn't that good news? God says, I won't, they're speaking against you. They're lying on you. They're trying to stop you. They're laughing at you. They're calling you all kinds of things. They're calling you a cult leader, and, and he's a cult leader, and uh, the, the, you know, the, what you're doing there is not God. God said, let them keep on talking. But God said, I'll see to it that they live long enough to see that what I told you, that it really came from me. God says, I'll let your enemies live long enough to see what I said to you come to fruition. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is, is, this, is this awesome? In the, in the, I, I was looking at my Hebrew text, my English translation commentary uh, on this particular verse of uh, Deuteronomy 28, verse 7. It says, there will be victory over enemies. Verse number seven. God is declaring in Deuteronomy 28, verse seven. In my Hebrew text, English translation commentary of that verse, it says there will be victory over enemies, material success and all forms and all forms of labor. God said they're going to lie on you. They're going to laugh at you. They're going to ridicule you, but you're going to have victory you're going, to, you, you're going to experience victory over your enemies. You're going to have material success and all forms of labor. In other words, God says, they're going to be lying on you 
They're going to be laughing at you, but I'm going to bless your hands. Good God of mercy. Hallelujah. I want to thank God today that my hands are blessed. Come on, speak to your hands. I want to thank God that my, come on, speak to your, speak to your hands. I want to thank God today that my hands are blessed, not cursed. And whatever I put my hands to, it will prosper to the glory of God. God will bless my labor, the labor of my hands. Hallelujah. God will bless the labor of my hands. Not bless my sleep. He'll bless the labor of my hands. Hallelujah to God. In verse number seven, I took a look at my Adams Clark commentary that Dr. Roy Hicks gave me before he transitioned. And it says, this is a promise. This verse seven, this is a promise of security. From foreign invasion, they shall be utterly broken and confounded. In other words, the Adams Clark commentary said that when your enemy comes in against you, they are already defeated. Let me put it this way. God is saying, when you do what I tell you to do, when I give you a vision and you act upon that vision, that everything that comes against the vision, that battle is not yours, it's mine. And when they speak against you, God says, I take it personally. That when they speak against you, man of God, they're speaking against me. You remember when the people put their mouths on Moses and, Mo and God said, they're not talking against Moses. They're speaking against me. Yes, Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. This, this is good stuff. Let, let's close this thing out in Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2. Yeah, boy. It, you can't help but get excited when you're doing something that you know God told you to do. Doing something that you know God told you to do, can't, it can't end nowhere else but on 100. Hey, when you're doing what God told you to do, there's no way in the world, amen, that you can end up with zero, end up with nothing if you're doing what God has told you to do. I want to remind you again, whenever you get a vision from God, your enemies that will rise up is a sign to you. So don't be discouraged because people are fighting you. You got to know if you got a vision from God, they're really not fighting you. They're fighting the God of the vision. Ooh, Jesus. Are you in Habakkuk chapter 2? Have you found it yet? Habakkuk chapter 2, look at verse 2. It's on the screen. Habakkuk chapter 2, look at verse 2. Then the Lord answered me and said, what did he say to you, uh, Habakkuk? He said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who read it for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it'll speak and it will not lie. Yeah, just, just, just wait a while. They're laughing at you now, but they're going to see it. They're going to see it though. It tarries. Wait for it because it will surely, it will surely, no, not maybe it will surely come. It will not tarry. Boy, isn't this powerful? Look at verse number four. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Man, we're just required by God to just flat out believe him. Isn't this good news? Now, now notice, in, notice, in verse, uh, notice in verse number two. It says, write the vision 
make it plain, look at the latter part, that he may run who reads it. What, what did it say? That he may run who reads it. Notice it didn't say that he who runs may read it. Notice it didn't say that he who runs may read it. No, it says he that read it may be able to run. So you got to slow down long enough. You got to stop and be still long enough to hear what God said. In other words, God said, don't run without the vision. Wait till you get the vision, then run. Because if you run without the vision, you're just running. But if you run because of the vision, hallelujah, you're on a productive track. You notice that? He said, write the vision. Why? So that those who read it can run. Jesus. So we shouldn't be running with somebody until we first understand the vision. That's why at Harvest Church, we have new members class so that every member will know the vision. Why? Because there are a lot of visions, but this is the vision of this house. So I have written the vision so that when somebody comes in and try to give me another vision, I can always go back to the initial vision of what God told me. And I can say to somebody else about what they're saying. I'm not saying that that's not good, but that's not what God told me. I don't care what they're doing over there. I don't care what kind of crowd they're drawing over there doing what they're doing. My success is doing what God told me to do. Are you listening to me? So, so one of the commitments that you have to have is when God gives you a vision, don't allow somebody else to come in and introduce you to division. Because if you embrace another vision with what God, the vision God gave you, now you got division. And the Bible says that how can two walk together unless they be agreed? Amen? So you have enemies of the vision. Let me just give them real quick and I'm done. Just give you several of them. Wow. It's, it's virtu- I'm telling you, it's vitally important. It's so vitally important that you write the vision down. What's the vision for your family? Is it written down so your kids can read it? Write the vi- What did God say to the Jeffersons? What did God say to the Williams? What did God say to the Kennedys? What did God say to you and your family? And then when whatever God has said for your family, you write it down so that everybody in the family can see what God said to the family. So that when they go to school and when they go to the college campus, they won't, they won't drift away. Nobody will be able to seduce them away. Why? Because this is the vision that God gave the house. This is what God called us to do. Are you listening to me? So when God gives you a vision, it's not just for you, but God deals with the first, the second, and the third generation. So a lot of what God has called you to do, he's also called your children. And your children's children. Ooh, Jesus, this is, this is helping somebody. I'm just going to go through it real quick. Enemies of vision, division, I've already dealt with that. Another enemy of vision is detours, getting off the path of the vision. Another uh, enemy of the vision is diversion, uh, drowned away by other people's agenda. 
People come in and, you know, they're drowning. They're saying all these things and it's drowning out of you. All these noise, all these sounds, all these words, all of these. I got a better idea. All these voices. Uh, there's another way. Uh, pastor this and uh, sir that. And, and, and if you're not careful, uh, they will cause diversion that happen what God has called you to do. The other one is distance. Uh, uh, you got to make sure that you're communicating the vision successfully to the people. Now, let me uh, number five is discouragement. Discouragement is an enemy to your vision. It's, it's taken a while for it to come to pass. You become discouraged and contemplating quitting. Distortion is is a is an enemy to to vision. Wow. A delusion, wow. uh, uh, false belief, uh, self deception. No, I know what God said to me. Nobody's gonna come in and and cause me to look at it another way. I'm not deceived. I know what God said. And then another enemy of vision uh, is, is dysfunction. And dysfunction is a product of disorganization. And, and I, I know this may upset some people, but that's one of the major challenges with people of color in America, African-Americans. Our, our, our perhaps our number one problem in this country that is robbing us from success as a people is the lack of organization. Just, just coming together, just you know, we, we can get with everybody else and, and, and implement and help them. But when it, when it comes to just uh, people of color coming together, uh, it just seems like it's, it's, a, it's a wall there where, where we don't trust one another. In many cases, we don't want to support each other's businesses. And everybody else does it. But it's only an obstacle when people of color talk about uh, uh, organization. And, and without organization, you can't be successful at anything. Organization is the structure. It's the bone structure to your organization. It's the bone structure to your family. It's the bone structure to your, vi- to your, to your business. And it's an enemy to your vision, the lack of organization. Does this, this help anybody? It, it, it will cause dysfunction. And so uh, if you don't have a vision, the first prerequisite to getting a vision from God is giving your life to God. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.